When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 So guys, I'm going to bring up Kim to say hi to you guys. There's obviously another tab open. We have a lot to talk about. Here we go. Hey everyone, happy to be here. Another week full of Bravo news. I don't know about you, but it's been kind of crazy. I like Tea Talk with Shaw, Messy Fridays. That is what we are going to get into. There is so much going on. I mean, where do we even begin? I don't even know. Where are we going to begin, Adam? I mean... I don't even know where to start at this point. I think, first of all, thank you. Sometimes when you have so many tabs open, you guys, it just, my computer is full of them and you don't really know where it's going to go. But we have a lot. By the way, hi, everybody. Happy Friday. We have hot, messy topics. I'm still nursing the eye. So thank you guys, everybody, for reaching out. And also, I don't know, Kim. Let me just say really quick, we have... Summer House, Captain Lee Responding, Erica Jane in the Shade, Vanderpump Rules. We have Lisa Hochstein. We have... uh, What? Actually, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to... I have four shots of espresso. I'm ready to get into this ish. Let's get into it because, I don't know, like I said, just when we think we're going to have a slow news week, we get hit with bombshell after bombshell. It doesn't stop, but... I'm not mad at it, you know? And by by the way, for everybody who's coming in, I am. Um, I have an interview premiering after this. My very first interview, Kim, this is actually really fun. I went to school with MTV's teen mom, Macy Bookout, and it was 11 Amazing. years ago. And she was actually the reason I got my internship in Los Angeles. I did my very first interview with her and she did it as a favor for me because we were in class together. And then catching up 11 years later, it... It didn't feel like an interview. It just felt like the most fun conversation. I called Jason afterwards and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just wish that they were all like this. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, teen mom. What a throwback. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it was really, really fun. But oh, okay. So do you want to start with Salt Lake City, Summer House? Do you want to start with a little bit of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules? What are you feeling? Ooh, maybe let's start with Salt Lake. You know, we had the premiere this week and I don't know about you, but I was like on the edge of my seat the whole show. Okay. Well, you know who's probably on the edge of their cot right now? And that's no shade. Um, Jen Shaw. Because... It's a little shade. It's a little shade. Is that shade? 
I meant just a, like it's it's a little it's like a clever play on words. I, okay, the it is a cot. Is it not a cot? It's a bed. It's a bed. Okay. Well, Jen Shaw posted. She reposted, which means her assistant reposted. Um, now at Bravo Andy for the mention on the real or mentioning real Jen Shaw. Her name on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, does she get paid? She might as well get a check if you're going to use her name 700 times. I was shocked. My mom called me and she's like, is she a cast member on this season? And I'm like, no, she's not. What did you think? I mean, you better believe they're going to talk about it. Like, there's no way that they cannot mention Jen Shaw. And let's be real. Jen Shaw did this to herself. She is a guilty woman. She put herself in prison. Um, these women are going to talk about her, especially the ones who were standing by her side the whole time. Whit or um, Heather and Meredith have every right to talk about how they feel about Jen. And honestly, right. I love Mary Cosby for every time she meets up with a woman. What are you thinking about Jen Shaw? How do you feel about Jen Shaw? Like doing the Lord's work, bringing it up. We need to know how they feel about her, but I have a feeling it's going to fizzle out throughout the season. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe she they're going to talk about it when she actually goes to jail and stuff like that. But I have a feeling we have our own drama too, aside from Jen. You know, what's funny is I feel like they had to address the elephant in the room, which, yeah, I get that part. But then also like, Mary Cosby is so funny and just shady and she is she is sort of her own being but one thing I wanted to talk about too was this um I don't know if you saw but it looks like we have our newbie Monica who is slamming orange Lisa Barlow's microaggressions did you see this I did I did see this okay she went on and said that what she was saying about her, it is a microaggression because she said that she couldn't pick her out from a lineup. And she said, the way you're coming in clutch with those microaggressions, you couldn't pick me out of a police lineup or witness protection. You couldn't have said a party or a crowd. I see you. Also, the way you made the most uneducated statement of the episode with your fair skin, blonde haired comment as if Latinas can't have lighter skin or have blonde hair, but yet you claim to be a cultured New Yorker. I know what you're implying. We all do. Doesn't your best friend work in the hair industry where people color their hair and change their looks constantly? Lastly, please tell me if you'd recognize Angie K in a witness protection or police lineup. Mm. And she said, fair skin is better than orange skin. Um, yeah, Monica, Monica is coming in hot. Monica is coming in and she's like, oh, you guys want to play? But I feel like Monica is literally, somebody sent this to me today. And I'm not going to bring it up, but I am going to talk about it. So I don't know who the number was, but I got this file. And obviously somebody wanted me to put this out there. But Monica was served a cease and desist. And they said, please review. Okay. It's dated March 5th, 2021. Cease and desist. Dear Miss Johnson, Miss Gonzalez, and Miss Fowler. And I was trying to figure out who this is. It was to Monica... And it said that the firm represents Sharif and Jennifer Shaw with respect to the matters that follow. Um, it said, you are hereby on notice that the content you have posted and conspired to post regarding the Shaws has been illegally obtained, including the unlawfully acquired video and audio recordings, and that your dissemination of that content on Instagram and otherwise and other 
wise subjects you to liability under multiple federal and state laws. Obviously, it's a full cease and desist. So it keeps going. It's like three pages of it. A light bulb just went off for me. I mean, we know that Monica was Jen's former assistant. And we remember that video that was, you know, leaked of Jen, like yelling on the phone. Like, is that it? Is that what this is about? That has to be the video. That has to remember be the video. With the assistant, it it like, adds up. So was it her? I mean, if we we may have to go back and look at the timeline, but it's kind of seeming like it because it seems like there's a video involved. There's content involved that they want her to stop leaking. Um, and this might be around the time that, you know, Jen was, you know, kind of, you know, things were starting to come out about Jen. Things were starting to you know, not look so good for her. So, wow, Adam, dropping this bombshell on us. I mean, I didn't know about it. I Listen, I tried minding my own business and going to sleep. And then I get a random number. I still don't know who the number is. And I messaged the number back and I said, hi, who are you? Like, sorry, I don't have who the dis? number saved. And yeah, hi, who dis? And it, it wasn't a Salt Lake City number. It was... Well, I'm not going to say where the number is from. It just, it wasn't from Salt Lake City. And I was shocked and I showed Jason and Jason's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I have no idea. And I read through the actual document. It's a full document. It is not, it is not the subpoena that Kenya Moore served Marlo with, with no information or writing on it. It's a full document. So Monica, my, my theory here is Monica had the best teacher. For housewives, she saw that whether you hated Jen Shaw or you loved her, she was polarizing because every single episode was a moment. And it was exhausting, but sometimes exhausting in the best way because you needed it and it kept the stories going. And sometimes it was like, okay, we can't be this reactive every time. But no matter what, you were talking about her. And I think Monica saw that and Monica's like, okay, I'm not going to be to this extent, but. I'm going to be a producer's darling. So if you want me to come in and you guys want me to, what, rip apart Orange Hand Lisa Barlow? I got this. Hold my drink. You want me to go in after Mary Cosby in the church? Okay, maybe I'm a little bit more angry about that, but hold my drink. Like, you could tell she's ready. She's like, I, I know a lot. I'm, I, I'm kind of like an arsenal. And the minute that any of these ladies cross me, I'm going to eat their faces off. Exactly. I mean, I normally don't like a housewife that's coming off really thirsty in the beginning. It's like, girl, like, you know, do a little bit less, come across more authentic. But honestly, Monica, her background, her connection with the cast, her connection with Jen Shaw, that is authentic. And so she is bringing up these things that she heard from Jen, you know, over the years. And that to me, I don't know. I think that's that's real. You know, it sounds like she has something on Lisa Barlow. Um, and it sounds like we see that play out throughout the season. And and obviously they haven't resolved it as of now. So I don't know. I, you know, the jury's still out on Monica. But so far, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm here for her. I'm kind of wondering, too. Ebony Dix, I'm a Lisa Barlow fan. Hashtag come for me. Hey, listen, we're not coming Same. for you. Yeah. I, lo- I, actually, I love Lisa I like Barlow. Barlow. Yeah, I love Lisa Barlow. I, I it's not that I'm picking sides right now. I'm just saying that Monica is, you know, earning her snowflake early on. We're seeing it already. First episode, 
Like it's it's like that Miley Cyrus song. I came in like a wrecking ball. You're like, no, yeah, you definitely did, girl. But also, I'm wondering too because in this season, we're going to see where one of the women um, brings up things about Angie K's husband and his business dealings, and I'm wondering if that's also coming from Monica. Like, is Monica coming in like Bethany Frankel against Bravo and just torching down the entire house? I, you know what I mean. Like she really is. And for Bravo, and I said this on my recap, but for Bravo to come in and bring someone in who was an informant in the trial against Jen Shaw after Jen refused to go to the reunion, refused to do the one-on-one, all of the things, Bravo was like, oh, we don't owe you anything. Watch this. And Monica was like, here I am. Here I am. Like, good move on Bravo. Very good move on Bravo. I mean, Jen Shaw deserves the worst. She deserves the worst. And for Bravo to bring in somebody who conspired against her and also has dirt, has the same, it's like she is Jen Shaw 2.0, except she didn't commit a federal crime. You know, she has all the dirt. She has all the drama. She's bringing the shade, um, but she's not hopefully going to end up in jail for six years. So I don't know. I, I think that Bravo made a smart move with this casting decision. Shout out to the casting team. Shout out to the casting team, says Kim from Bravo Breaking News. Okay. All right. So, I mean, listen, Jen is somewhere pissed right now, for sure. I can tell you as somebody who, I, I did the interview, I did that, I, we had conversations before leading up to the interview. I know how she felt about certain things. And I'm sure right now, and I think anybody would feel this way, I'm sure that she's like, I'm not on the show. Why are you still talking about me? And I'm sure in Jen's mind, she's probably like, you guys are talking about me because you need me. You need me on the show. You need me for this show. That is why you like continue to talk about me. But I do hope we move away from the Jen Shaw of it all. And Monica develops her own storyline. And I think that it was important for us to know where Monica came from. You know, like, because last season with Dana, we didn't know where Dana came from. We were like, we, you live like an hour and a half away. You don't actually even live close to any of the women. It's like we didn't, it didn't make sense. The casting made no sense to us. But this, it's like, oh, you're already integrated into the group. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I think, like you said, they have to address the elephant in the room. There's no way they're not going to talk about it. But in the trailer, we don't really see a lot about Jen. You know, there's a lot of drama going on in between the other women that has nothing to do with her. So, Jen, sorry, we don't need you. SLC is going to survive on its own without you just fine. You know what's crazy too, and this isn't just a Jen thing. You know, this is for every single franchise. Um, there's always somebody who people think that the show will not go on without them, and the cast somehow comes together and they figure out a show. They figure out how the show is going to work. I'm curious to see how they keep the storylines moving for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but for Vanderpump Rules, from what I know so far. They've done a great job in keeping the storylines moving without Rachel. And I think that Rachel really thought, without me, you don't have a show. And Lisa Vanderpump said it best. She's like, that's funny because we had a successful show before her and we'll have a successful show after her. Now, we don't have the after yet, but we'll see. That's TBD. 
Exactly. Life goes on. The drama goes on. Um, You know, if you think you're like important enough to carry a whole show, that's probably a sign that you aren't. So yeah, Yeah. I I think we'll be just fine. All right. Well, I think we should go on to the next topic because this one, um, I just want to see what you think about this. I am so sorry, Erica. Here we go. I'm going to, here we go. New legal problems after she and two of her assistants and uh, current and former U.S. Secret Service agents and American Express, they she has been um, sued, alleging that they tried to extort money from this designer. So according to court documents, Christine Vesalia, who co-owns Hollywood costume firm Marco Marco, alleges that, the, um, that Erica and her estranged husband, Tom Girardi, weaponized the Secret Service to maliciously prosecute him in 2017 in order to acquire a nearly $800,000 refund, refund from American Express. So he claims that Erica gave him and his store consent to charge her credit card for costumes he created, designed, and supplied for her shows. However, he further alleges that they falsely told federal agents and the credit card company that the charges to her card were unauthorized. So he alleges that the Secret Service led a reckless investigation into Erica and her staff's claims and deliberately ignored facts that would help exonerate him. Okay, I want to stop it right there because a lot of people were talking about this. And I think it's fair to say that in this specific situation, like nobody... I don't think anybody would be surprised. I'm not saying Erica is guilty of anything, but I don't think anybody would be surprised after what we learned with the state bar and some of the really key political figures and figures who were running some of the, the biggest departments that Tom Jardy had pulled over. I wouldn't be so shocked if this fashion designer was a victim to that. But I wanted to pick your brain on it. No, I wouldn't be shocked either. I mean, look, obviously there has there are financial issues with the Erica Jane Girardi situation. I mean, especially with her, you know, history with Tom and the stolen money, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like Erica has I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt here, guys. Let me know what you think. I know she's is. kind of the I know she's kind of the villain, but I don't know. Do you really think that she would fraud a designer out of almost a million dollars and just steal the clothing? I I don't know. I feel like there's more to this story that we're not hearing. I feel like, I don't know. It, It just seems like it's too over the top. And I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like we're, we don't have all the facts yet. We don't have all of the information. You know, what's funny is I was, you know, very curious and surprised that she went to that event with a lot of the Girardi victims. And she said she talked to them. She did all of the things. And then I spoke to somebody who was a part of the event. And they said that her PR reached out to have her come there. It looked good. You show face and all of the things. And of course, it's right before Bet It All on Blonde, right? So... It does look sort of like a crisis PR move. Like we're trying to like, I'm not like the ass here. And, you know, I want to hear you out. I want to hear everybody out. But it's really hard to lean into that when you're on TV being like, I don't give a about anybody but myself. And it's like, okay, well then, yeah, 
girl, you're not walking around like Mary Poppins, like all like, you know, like it's not like it's you are the villain in this story because you make yourself an ice queen. And he, your husband, a strange husband, is truly the villain in this story. But you are guilty by association. It's like an accessory to whatever crime. I got to be careful with what I'm saying. But, you know, for her, it's really hard to look at you like you're like, all of a sudden, I care what all of you guys have to think and say. Yeah, she's not doing herself any favors whatsoever. I mean, we saw her dig her hole deeper and deeper last season. And I have a feeling it's not going to let up this season. I think that's just the way she is. Um, You know, obviously, we know that Tom Girardi is a scammer. If it comes out that Erica Jane is too, like, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. But she has also like not been found guilty in all of the lawsuits that have come out about Tom, about the business, about the stolen money. She has not been found guilty or, you know, associated with any of it. So that's kind of what where my mind goes is there are all these headlines about her. People are out to get her. But at the end of the day, the law is the law. And as far as we know, she hasn't broken it yet. So. I don't know. I mean, I know that she is maybe not not a good person and isn't handling the situation correctly, but I just would like to see more information come out about this lawsuit because right now we're only seeing the one side from the guy and it's just, I don't know. The math isn't quite mathing for me. Yeah, no, and that's fair too, you know? And I think that it's really important to hear a second side of the story and she really hasn't told her side of the story And when you let somebody else like sit there and just, you know, like it it is true. You can't, you can't just buy what, you know, they're feeding you based off of one person. I I get that. But also I'm thinking about it in my head and I'm like, this is kind of the perfect storm. The house was burglarized, you know, like millions of dollars gone. All of a sudden, as the house of cards comes crumbling down, He has Alzheimer's and dementia. Then he needs somebody to take care of him. You get a divorce. You're not tied to it. But you are. But it's almost like it comes off. And I can see why people would think that he planned in such a way that when all of this came to a head, he, this is conspiracy. I'm not saying he did this. But it was almost planned in such a way where at the end of it, she would be okay. And so would he. He wasn't going to prison and neither was she. That's how it comes off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that. But at the end of the day, I don't know. He had a lot of power, but I don't Mm -hmm. think that power could really let him or her get away with these kinds of crimes. I mean, I don't know. We always say, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And it seems like, although I said, you know, Erica has kind of, you know, come off scot-free from these Tom Girardi claims seems like trouble just keeps following her. You know what I mean? And that's not a good look. I mean, rumors take them with a grain of salt, but when they start stacking one on top of the other, on top of the other, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're being accused of this, you're frauding this, you're acting this way towards this person. They can't all be false. You know what I mean? Like it's, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, this is, this is probably the real deal. This is probably who she really is. and. I don't know. Maybe start to believe it. Okay. Well, from there, I just have to bring up a little bit of a shady moment. Hold on. Here we go. 
Love our guys over at page six because they do not skip a beat. Loved this. I know what you're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you at Bravo Snarkside. Here we go. A moment of you seeing her show in Vegas. You want to go see her dancing oh, in Vegas? Should we go? I want to see it. I feel like she would really I'm appreciate that. I'm very busy this fall. <laughs> I'm busy. I don't she, listen to podcasts. Erica told Teddy and Tamara that Sutton was allegedly messy this season. That's because she had a lobotomy and she, she wasn't talking. Somebody had to talk. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but Erica Jane's residency tickets were selling for $1. Uh, oh, I, thought seven. I thought there was $1. <laughs> it, even if you were charged $1, would you see her residency? Would everyone like to go to the Erica chain? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I can swing it. Okay. I actually have fallen in love with Sutton on the show. I think that she's messy as hell, but we need it. And it's so much more refreshing than like a Lisa Rinna. You know what I mean? Like Lisa was messy, but just sort of, aggressively messy and trying to destroy people's lives and families. And she's like, does everybody want to go to Erica Jane's concert? Ebony said, if Erica just admits that she is on Ozempic, then I'll forgive her for every... Okay, Ebony. Thank you for the super chat. Shady. Um, I also love Sutton. Um, We can obviously tell that her and Erica are not on good terms. You know, they bonded over the Crystal and the Popeyes, but... That seems that ship seems to have sailed because yes. oof, she's coming after Erica. And I just have to shout out my boy Martinis with Eddie, who was the one that posted originally about Erica Jane's tickets being seven dollars, but now they're one yep. dollar. Like uh, that's that's not good. That's not good. Obviously, you can tell she is not making any money from this, but I I love Sutton's shade. I mean. Yes, buy us all tickets to bet it all on blonde Sutton. Like, let's let's go. You're like, I was in that audience too. So I'm going with you guys. But and also I have to give a shout out to Eddie because he messaged me yesterday about my eye saying, I'm going through the same thing because of stress and anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, that's trauma bonding. So exciting. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Trauma bonding. I mean, we, you know, there's a lot of anxiety and stress, you know, in the Bravo content creator world, you know, like it's it's stressful. Um but I love, I loved this about Sutton. Um, I just think she comes across, it, it comes to her so naturally. It doesn't seem like she's trying hard. I think obviously we saw that she was really trying to have a real friendship with Erica last season. And now, I mean, I don't know. It seems like things are, are not going well and she's not afraid to, to speak about it. So I'm here for it. What, so... Before we end up moving from Real Housewives to Beverly Hills, I did want to ask you about one more thing. What are your thoughts on Mauricio joining Dancing with the Stars? Good move, Dancing with the Stars. Good move. First, they have Ariana. Yeah. Yeah. And now they have Mauricio. Um, I don't know. What do you mean? You don't think it's a good move for Mauricio? Um,. No, of course it is. Because what says split like a revenge bod? And anybody who goes on Dancing with the Stars is definitely going to have a revenge body, you know? And Kyle already looks amazing right now, as we've seen. Like, she looks incredible. So for him, if he's he's gonna, like, he's gonna come out of this, like, stacked with abs and, like, cut. And every time any of these contestants 
any of them leave the show, they're just like, like, it's great. Like, sign me up for Dancing with Not a Star because <laughs> I would love to be a part of this. I mean, I have two left feet and I'd probably trip over myself. I can barely walk or ride a bicycle, but I would be all about it. I will take the revenge bod. And I think that it's such a great way right now to promote buying Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I love that we have now two Bravo liberties who are going to be on Dancing with the Stars. But I'm still... I will vote appropriately if in fact I vote at all. But I'm still sort of gunning for Ariana in this mirror ball. I talked to her. I mean... And oh, I think what did she say? I mean, How does she feel? She's so humble about it. She's just like, I want to go have fun. And if I can win it, amazing. But she's like, I I just want, like, it's an experience. She's not like, I'm taking everyone down. You know, she's just, I mean, you know. Yeah, no, I think at the end of the day, look, um, the Kyle and Mauricio split, you know, it's true. Whatever they're going through, they are separated. They're not divorcing, et cetera, et cetera. But all publicity is good publicity. And like you said, Mauricio has his own show and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to promote. So of course he's going to say yes to this. And especially, especially with the Ariana of it all. I mean, she was the first cast member that was, you know, announced to be on Dancing with the Stars. So they know that all these Bravo eyeballs are going to be on Dancing with, with the Stars. So that's like a light bulb moment for Mauricio. He's like, oh, All of these viewers are going to be tuning in for Ariana. Let me get in on that and have even more people watch Buying Beverly Hills because of this too. So he's a businessman. This is a business move. And I don't blame him for doing it. Oh, okay. I mean, listen, I agree with you completely. Well, moving on, I want to speak out about guys over 600 in the room. Smash that like button. Show some love. I want to talk about another shady moment from our page six guys we have cashmere danny and evan real but they do get the tea and we're going to segue into the summer house of it all with this one again thank you bravo snarks act be a moment of you seeing her show in vegas you want to go see your dancing oh, in vegas not this one not this one this one there was another breakup that really hit everybody is and- this official uh, do we know for well, sure before, before. Actually, I-, I feel like you have your finger on the pulse because you and Luke used to hang out with Carl and Lindsay. So, like, what are your thoughts? Like, are you shocked? Do you not, be- do you not Dude, believe it? I don't believe it. Oh, Wait, well, I need, okay. No, it. I need to hear it from somebody. I need to hear it from Lindsay. Lindsay. I tried. Girl, I don't know if you imagine. Could you imagine? I, I love that. The same. At first, I was a little like, okay, guys, is this real? Because, like, everything has just been so perfect the entire time. Like, there's no way they are actually not engaged anymore. Like, did you see the ring? There's no, he's not getting that money back. No. Or the ring. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're, you work with me, I'm keeping the ring. Thank you very much. Oh uh, yeah, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were so in love and and they were in love up until like last week or something or two weeks ago. So something really paramount must have happened. Well, I think Lindsay, I think Lindsay was in love. Oh, I mean that's just what that's what the wow. people okay, are saying. That's what the streets are I saying. What the blogs are saying. Eleven years over here. Yeah. <laughs> I but having been around them, I witnessed firsthand just how smitten he was with her. It it, it was okay. real. So that's why I'm like, I gotta I gotta see some proof. Well, that because yeah. Danielle is commenting saying like she's now Charlotte in the city movie. 
cursing the day Mr. Big was born and everything like that. Oh, she so, did say that, huh? Yeah, oh, wow. so that that oh, feels damn. kind of official. Is that right? verification? Yeah. I think that's oh, verification. Oh, okay. No, need, you know how it goes. Until they post on Instagram, it's not real. I'm sorry. Right. Um, Vanita, I have to disagree with that one. It's very real. But I wanted to go very and ask real. you. It's very real, for sure. That's why I wanted to ask you about this because the rumor is that there was another woman and that she had a pregnancy scare. Um, Carl might have gotten himself into some trouble. And I want to hear what you... Th- of course, that's total speculation. It's Dumas. It's out there. It's not been confirmed. And you don't wish this on your worst enemy, right? No, let's just put you- a big allegedly in front of this yes. because... Yeah. This is definitely, this is not confirmed. However, the breakup is very real. I will tell you that. Um, the reasoning behind it is still a mystery. I don't know about this. You know, I was DMing with a friend though yesterday and I say, I said, once a fuck boy, always a fuck boy. You know, Carl was that guy at the beginning of Summer House. And, you know, I don't know. You know, we saw him change. He got sober. He really became a different person. And it was amazing to watch that transformation. But I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe things weren't, you know, as good as they appeared on the surface between them. You know, we, I did see something else. Um, I think it was on Not Skinny But Not Fat's Instagram. She got a DM that said, you know, Lindsay was basically berating Carl all summer long. You know, we know that Lindsay has a temper. She can be activated. And that might be a lot for Carl to take on. So I don't know. Did he, you know, kind of get tired of it? Um, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, listen, I think that if you're in a relationship with somebody who is verbally just up your like behind the whole time and just that does get exhausting. I mean, could you deal with that? No, I couldn't. It would be it would be a lot like I don't think it would drive me to cheat, um, but I think maybe I might have to to break it off in order. Cause I wouldn't want to live that life. You know, they are yeah. committing to be married for life. And I think Carl, I, I, but I'm not blaming. I'm also not blaming Lindsay. I don't want to like blame Lindsay because it takes two to tango. And I mm-hmm. have no idea what has gone on in their relationship. Um, but I don't know. I agree with Ashley. This was very sudden. And I think right. something had to have happened and whether it was a pregnancy scare with another woman that kind of set Carl off could be, was it a, you know, a major blow up fight could be, um, I don't know, but I think that it was very sudden. And I think that Lindsay truly did not see this coming. I think it was Carl's decision to be made. And yeah. I'm just saying, I, I don't think I know that she was actually blindsided. Right. Right. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because I don't know if people know this, but Captain Lee was supposed to be the officiant of this wedding. And he just found out last minute, too. He had his tickets. He had everything ready to go for Mexico. And then, boom, here we go. And it's no longer happening. He's not officiating the wedding. He doesn't have to go to Mexico. He gets to stay at home with his wife, chill out. But it had to have been something paramount. That's why when people are running with this story about this mistress which i hate the word mistress but when people are running with this story i'm like it doesn't you don't go from fairy tale to the demise 
overnight without, you know what I mean? Like everybody gets into fights and arguments. I mean, I've been in my relationship for a decade. You have arguments, you have great times, you have bad times, but you work out those things. You find somebody in life that you can do that with. And they also are able to bond over the fact that their lives are very unconventional. They're on a TV show. They have people who know them. They, it's like they both know what it's like to put themselves out there for public scrutiny, all of the things. And then, of course, as you know, some people were speculating that this was a fame play, like a Scandal PR stunt. I know. And uh, let's not forget that Lindsay worked in PR, Hubhouse PR. That was her career before Summer House. So she knows how these things work. Um, but I don't know. I I, I think it's real. Um, I do feel bad for all the wedding guests. It seems like they are truly stuck with their reservations. They are stuck with a hotel. Hopefully they can get a flight credit. But I don't know. I also see the side though, that people are like, okay, better now than later, you know, better him, you know, not showing up on the altar the day of the wedding and like, yeah. or, you know, doing it there, you know, right. So if he had second thoughts or cold feet, maybe it's okay that he, he told her now, but it still seems that the way he, he went about it, he called the cameras, he made sure they were there. Lindsay didn't know what was going on. I don't know. That's not that's not the right way to go about this, Carl. And you know it. No, I, I mean, I think it depends on the situation. Like, I wasn't mad at Ariana for calling the cameras in production when she found out about the affair. I'm like, oh, no, that's fair. Right. But in this moment, like. I feel like breaking up with someone and being like, but first hey guys, this is going to be a good one. We're going to tell Lindsay that the cameras are coming back on and then I'm going to do it. Then all of a sudden yeah. she's like, hey babe, how are you? Guess what? It's over. Like, yeah, then that kind of makes you an ass. This would be the equivalent to if Sandoval were to have called the cameras to him and Ariana's house, be like, hey babe, let's just film a scene together, sat her down and told her that he was cheating on her with Rachel. That's what this would have been like. It is not... Ariana calling them after the fact. Of course, you know, Lindsay might have called the cameras after the fact if Carl had broken up with her because the girls are going to rally around her. Her and Danielle are going to talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, I don't compare this to what Ariana did at all. I think it's extremely different. And I think Carl, shame on Carl. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. We're not really team you right now, but we'll figure it out before we solidify our teams. Like, I feel like right now you're in a draft. So before we choose where we're going with this, we're going to keep you in the draft. And then once the information comes out, because it will come out, that's when we'll make our decisions. The truth Fine. always comes out. Well, there's another thing that I wanted to share with you because I don't know if you've seen this, um, but TMZ put this out here. So you know what's going on with Lisa and Lenny Hochstein, right? Yes, of course. So how do you, I just want to get your take on this. What are your thoughts about this divorce? Oh, I mean, it is messy, 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 messy. I mean, they are coming for each other right and left. Um, but honestly, I'm on team Lisa. I, I mean, Lenny is the one that you know blew this whole marriage up. And these posts with his mistress, like just like make me want to throw up. They, they make me have a visceral reaction. Um, 
And he is not letting up on Lisa. He, you know, as much as he fucked her over, he has no shame in his game. He is just playing it off like he did nothing wrong. And I don't know. I mean, I am firmly on team Lisa. See, this is another one of those moments where I really want to hear. I've heard her side. And of course, like listening to her side, devastating. Like anybody having like just this whole situation is sad. Right. But now I really want to hear, has anybody heard from Lenny just speaks through his attorneys in court, right? He doesn't actually do interviews. Oh, no, I haven't heard an interview, just headlines. It seems like just just in the press. And it's yeah. always like a, a law, a lawsuit issue or a legal thing against Lisa. Yeah, I, I'm curious, like what the other like. You, it's like one of the, I just want to hear all sides. And it's like because right now, of course, you look at it and optics wise, you're like, oh, this looks so bad, you know, and this is like you you have. Her with a new man who was also one of his best friends. You have him with a new woman. You have the whole scenario playing out on national television. And you're like, what the hell is going on? And then you hear from her that she was blindsided. You hear in the headlines that this was something that was known about before the cameras were rolling. And then you, it's like, I, it's... I always say there's three sides to every story, yours, theirs, and the truth. There's somewhere the truth in, in between. And now I just want to hear the rest of the sides of the story. I want to know what's going on. And now she's officially moved out of the mansion too. Well, thank God. Um, but I, I just think that the fact that we all saw signs that Lenny was this person, there were red flags everywhere. So the fact that Lisa didn't see those red flags is kind of a surprise. So she had to maybe have seen something like this coming. They had issues. Um, they, you know, supposedly worked it out, but even when they do flashbacks on the show, like, you know, she's all lovey dovey and he's just like, you know, barely makes up, makes up shows emotion on his face at all. Um, but it's just so messy. And I have a feeling, I just don't like the mistress of it all. She is so young and she just comes in basically trying to steal Lisa Hochstein's life. And I think that that was her end goal. And she, she made it happen. Um, and I think Lenny will do whatever it takes to keep this woman around and whatever she wants to say or do Lenny will do. Interesting. Yeah. Like, see, uh, you know, Oh, it's a tough one. I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt, sometimes to a fault. And sometimes people are like, Adam, you need to have a stronger opinion on this. And I'm like, I just want to hear from everyone. I just want to know, like, did Lisa actually know that there was a breakup coming and she wanted that breakup to not happen on camera? So she was trying to get Lenny to go along with the camera. So this didn't play out as a storyline. And then it was like a wait until after the cameras are down and then we'll do the breakup. Like same thing with Shannon Bedore and John Jansen. John Jansen waited for the cameras to be down for this whole breakup situation. And then you're going through and you're living like this fake relationship because you don't want to embarrass somebody or did you... Like, did was there an understanding? And then all of a sudden it was like, no, I'm going to make this like 
you know, like Lenny and I talked about this, but then, you know, like I'm going to talk about it on camera so that it plays in my favor when it comes to whatever happens in court. And then I can, you know, was it a cheating situation? Was it not a cheating situation? Did they know each other before? Did they not know each other before? Because Lisa and Lisa says that she was cheated on. Lenny and Katharina Mazeppa say, no, that's not true. This is what happened. And I'm like, what in the fucking Bravo is going on? I just need the Real Housewives of Miami trailer yesterday. I know. And I think that you bring up a good point. It's fair that we are all a little bit skeptical about all, any of these storylines. You know, like we are, these people are on a reality show. And yes, a lot of it is real, but I don't think the showrunners or producers can help if these people are producing themselves. You know, they go right. into filming a scene knowing exactly what they're going to say, how they're going to spin it, whether they're going to say this information or save it for later. So I think there could be some self-producing involved in this and any of the scandals for sure, because let's be real, it brings ratings and they get paid more. So it's a win-win they're 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 bringing drama to the show so i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if there was maybe a little bit of that and i have a feeling that that happens across all franchises yeah um did you watch sheree's cast interview hashtag snooze fest she really needed nini to bring her to the fold she even spoke about she by sheree it's been 15 years in the making oh you know i just i give Sheree Grace now at this point because I think that she is great on TV. Maybe she she's not a Bethany Frankel in business by any means. I won't give her that. But I do feel like she is great reality TV. So at least she's doing something right. And also Chateau Sheree. Listen, Sheree, you want to invite me anytime? I want to come see the Chateau. I want to see the basement finished, unfinished, whatever you got. I want to see it. So I'm okay with that. But getting back to this specific situation, yes, I'm just excited to see the show. Do you think that this season is going to heavily focus? Like, you know how we started Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and it was Jen, 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 Jen. Like, is are we going to start this season and it's going to be Lenny, 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 Lenny and like his new girlfriend or fiance? I think so too, but I think that the cast of Miami each kind of is bringing, you know, a different storyline. I I I am definitely interested to see the Lenny and Lisa storyline for sure, but I think, you know, um Larsa and Marcus Jordan, I think that's going to be a whole thing. You know the ladies are going to talk about that. You know, we're going to see Gertie go through her, you know, cancer journey, which you know, shout out to Gertie. It's really been Oof, uh, you know, know really, really sad to see, but she is so strong. So I think that the ladies are going to bring some other drama other than Lisa and Lenny. I do think that that's probably going to carry them throughout the season. Um, because let's be real. I don't know. It's probably the biggest thing that, you know, any of the cast members are going through and I want to see, I personally want to see more of it. I don't know. Do you think that Lenny's going to appear on the show, um, now or in any way, shape or form? No, I, I don't think so, because from what I heard on the other side of it, what the streets were saying of Miami was that they knew and had an understanding that this breakup was coming. And first of all, before last season, let me just say, when they originally made their comeback to the show, all of them, and she was going out to dinner with him and stuff, he looked incredibly unhappy. And it looked like she's like, 
you love me, don't you? And he's like, <laughs> and he's a he's known as a boob god and as a plastic surgeon. Definitely not an actor. He doesn't have the Heather DeBro IMDb. Okay, so I think that there was an understanding before, and I think that you think you're going to go in and have this understanding and that it's going to play out a certain way, but you don't get to pre-produce anything, especially when it comes to Bravo. You are not in the editing room. You don't get to call the shots. And I think that it was painted because they know if Lenny and Lisa are no longer together, then of course they're going, everything is going to favor Lisa. That makes sense. That is their talent. They are going to protect their talent. And for the Lenny of it, I just like, I, I don't think that he'll, I bet you anything, he will never talk about this. I don't think that he will. I think he'll move on with his life. He has his business. I think that it doesn't, I mean, I think that they'll go back and forth with shady Instagram posts or tweets or whatever. Like when she was like, congratulations to my still current husband and his mistress on getting engaged. And you're like, <gasps> what? And then I see where other people are like, I hate that woman. And then I see other people who are like, get over it, girl. You're now with his, one of his ex-best friends. So you're fine too. And then I'm like, this is just, this is why I just want the show back. And like you said too, before it seemed like Alexia was the storyline, storyline, storyline. I had the ex-husband. He ended up passing away. He had a gay lover, cocaine cowboys. Then I have this, you know, like my son who's getting into trouble. But then of course, her other son that we all, you know, like Frankie that we all fell in love with. And, you know, it's like, she just really, it seemed like a lot of the attention was on her. And then now you have Julia Lemagova and her story with Martina and coming out on top, which is so amazing because that's, you would not wish that on anyone. And then you have Gertie going through what she's going through. And I met Gertie at BravoCon. Actually, her booth was right next to a booth that Jason was helping out with. And she's just like a light. You know, she's just so sweet to everyone and happy and ha 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 ha. And so uh, just knowing that she has young little boys and her husband and everyone who still needs her, it's like you you don't want to see anyone go through that. So that's going to be a journey of its own. And then, like you said, the Marcus Jordan with Michael Jordan being like, oh, hell no, I don't want to see them get married. And of course, Larsa Yes, this is going to be a topic. And of course, Marcus is definitely going to appear on the show. And I'm sure Michael Jordan is not happy about the fact that his son, Marcus, is on The Real Housewives of Miami with a woman who is much older than him that he used to play in the NBA with her ex-husband. Like it just, I, the dynamics. And then Dr. Nicole, are we getting married? Are we not getting married? Is there going to be like a situation? And are you bringing back the dad who's going to have like a couple too many cockies on the show? And then he's going to be like, what's your problem? I'm just drunk. Get over yourself. And she's like, I'm too good for you now. Like, I just want it all. I want all of it. And then cue the goats. Wherever the goat is, running around with the diaper. I want that too. Adam, you have me so fired up about Miami. I literally cannot wait. Are we going to see that this year, you think? Um, Or is it going to be early next year? I have a feeling that they're going to drop the trailers. This is just a guess. Again, guys, I don't know. I mean, if I do find out, though, I'll totally tell you guys. I just don't know as of right now. And I've been doing really good with the BravoCon, like... um, 
pre-drops, which I'm sure Bravo probably doesn't appreciate. But like I told everybody when they were going to announce the full list of BravoCon people who will be attending and that they were going to do 10 a day. And then boom, they did 10 a day. So there was that. And then, of course, on top of it, like Jason said to me, he's like, that's not really that exciting because if anybody's actually on a show this past year, of course they're going to BravoCon. I'm like, I know, but we still just need the tangible list to know that they are in fact going to BravoCon. And that is what we want from it. But I think they have a big announcement every year where it's a trailer or it's a new franchise. I don't, there's no new franchise coming. We don't have that. That's not in the works. We've all, there's too many eyes and ears and too many people who know too much about everything for that to fly under the radar and then to be able to get away with it. It's not happening. So what we will have is probably a trailer for Vanderpump Rules because they already wrapped. They have a month and a half to put a trailer together. If Candy and Todd can put a trailer together for their movie and like a week for this event, they can easily take the key moments and be ready. And in the editing room over the next month and a half, it wouldn't even take them that long. Put five people on it, give them three days. They can put together a trailer and then they can announce it at BravoCon. So I think we're getting Vanderpump Rules trailer. I feel like we're going to get a Real Housewives of Miami trailer. And what else do I feel like we're going to get? Um, we're not going to get Jersey because they're not done filming Southern charm. We already have, we might at this point get a summer house trailer. That would be a smart move. Bravo. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I think we're going to get. So I'm calling Vanderpump rules, Miami summer house. What do you think? Oh yeah, I agree. I need that Vanderpump rules trailer like yesterday. So we better get that. And I'm going to be front row filming it on my phone, ready to post it for you guys. Um, I I mean, last year, I was in the room when they released the Ultimate Girls Trip 3 trailer, and I was just blown away. It was just amazing. So um, I don't know. Real Housewives of Potomac stopped filming, right? I don't know. Give yeah. us the tea, Adam. No, yeah, I, they're done. They're done. So, so maybe we'll get a I, Potomac trailer. Can we just get all the trailers, Bravo? Like, we'll take Potomac. We'll take Vanderpump Rules now, Real Housewives of Miami, Summer House, and then, you know, the only other thing that I don't know if we might get or might not get, it depends how we introduce the Valley and how this cast comes out. Because if they're using Vanderpump Rules as a segue, like they did Real Housewives of Beverly Hills into Vanderpump Rules, if they're using Vanderpump Rules as a segue into the Valley, then I don't know what that would look like if they would announce a trailer at the same time as Vanderpump Rules, because we would most likely have to get in through a couple episodes towards the end, especially since the cast, Kristen Doty, Jax Taylor and them, they were at this party in San Francisco that was the finale party. But then it would be so weird for us as viewers to know that that would be the initial first episode of The Valley when they've been filming The Valley for so long already. So it would be like we're kind of going ass backwards. Unless they played that as the segue and then said five months prior. And, you know, like you see all the drama and then you just five months before. And that's how we led into it. I don't know. Right. And I (laughs) and I do know that the spinoff is still filming. They're still currently filming. They were spotted at the Hollywood Roosevelt the other day. Um, James is doing another See You Next Tuesday next week at Sir, and they're filming. So I'm assuming it's for the spinoff because they wrapped Vanderpump Rules. So 
I don't know if the spinoff is going to be quite ready for BravoCon, but I do have a feeling, you know, we saw it that moment on Real Houses of Beverly Hills when it transitioned to Vanderpump Rules. We saw it on Vanderpump Rules when it transitioned to Summer House. They are definitely going to be doing that with the spinoff. So I have a feeling, like you said, it's going to be towards the end of the season. We'll probably get maybe mid-season, we'll get a sneak peek at the um, at the spinoff. So that's my theory. Oh. I mean, guys, we can sit here and theorize all day. We can give you all the theories, but we're just going to have to wait and see what Bravo has in store for us. And as you know, Kim over here is running Bravo Breaking News. So as soon as it breaks, she will be the one who brings it to you. And we'll be over here on the tube talking about all of it. But Kim, this has been so much fun. I'm going to go ahead and bring up your Instagram. And if they don't know, will you let them know? What's up? Yes. Uh, follow me at Bravo Breaking News. We are talking about everything. And I will be at BravoCon, boots on the ground, mentioning it all. So make sure you follow me. Um, yes, had to, you know, point out the scandal. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I also currently on my stories um, am sharing some name options for the Carl and Lindsay, you know, scandal. So Ooh. take a look. Let me know which ones you like best. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, on Etsy. We have a boutique of merch. Um, so yes, these are, these are, <laughs> I love that. Bummer house. Oh my God. Baby get in. Baby get in. Sad house. Deactivated. Rad house of lies. Oh my gosh. Liar boy. Bad key. Wow. Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Okay, sorry. Etsy Just some options. So yeah, find me everywhere. Um, and yeah, you know, just uh, enjoy the news as it breaks because we will yeah. be here to mention it all. All right, guys. Well, as you know, right after this too, I'm going to go ahead and share another tab. Um, we have this coming on and they've already started the countdown for my interview with Macy Bookout. So much fun. You guys don't want to miss it. Macy Bookout from 10... 10- uh, teen Mom, this is 11 years later. We're going to go ahead and jump off of here and then meet you guys in that live chat. The link for that is pinned in this live chat. And I didn't even know the countdown started already. So we'll see you guys over there. Thank you to everyone in the live chat. Thank you for everyone um, just being so supportive and dealing with the eye of it all. And also thank you for smashing the like button and showing some love. Go over and check out Kim. Just follow, like, it's free and it helps. And that's all we're here for, just to keep bringing you the content. Happy weekend. Yes. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Adam. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.